everyone, welcome to Faith Facts with Father Howard. I'm Lindsay here with Father Howard, and on today's episode, we will be discussing Palm Sunday. Here we go. It's a pleasure to be able to once again uh, just to reflect a little bit about uh, Palm Sunday and, and, and what it can say to us and, and, and how we can maybe embrace what it offers us a lot more than we maybe have in the past. So it's good that we're able to um, to do that and to have people join us wherever you might be joining us from or, or whatever you might be up to. I think it's important, Lindsay, when we talk about Palm Sunday, a lot of times it's disconnected from Holy Week. And, and it's really, it's, it's important that it's, it's really the start of Holy Week. And, and when we move and we'll talk about that, about, uh, we'll talk a bit about that, uh, later on uh, about the other days in Holy Week. But that as we move in Holy Week is that it's really Palm Sunday that, that kind of starts it all off and, and helps us hopefully to enter a, a, a very sacred time. Uh, sometimes that we forget just how sacred this is supposed to be for us as Christians. Uh, this is really Christians embracing, you know, the, the high points and the key times and moments and, and invitations of, of what our entire faith is about. And sometimes we can just kind of, of, of push it aside because it, it comes around a time when we're either in spring breaks or where, you know, lots of things are happening. And at times, Holy Week, Palm Sunday, all of that can get a little bit lost. Uh, hopefully this year it won't get it won't get lost on us uh, in, in a way. I think first when we when we start with before we start just specifically with Palm Sunday, uh, it's recognizing that Holy Week really is really ordered, you might say, to the commemoration, um, the reflection on the, the the passion of Jesus and and how important it is. <clears throat> and it starts with the entrance, in to Jerusalem, uh, depending upon which gospel we work with, uh, it, it, it makes a difference as to what that means. For example, with Luke's gospel, that whole idea that of entering Jerusalem where the prophet's life is to be taken, you know, that is terribly, terribly important uh, when it comes to the Lucan theme. Not so much with some of the others, but for Luke, it's, it's very important. So it really works with that whole sense of the entrance into Jerusalem. Now this year's a year A though, so will we get Matthew? Yes, yes, we will have Matthew this year. In fact, I think Luke that I had mentioned uh, is Probably actually year, year C. Right? Yeah, it would yeah. be year C. So Matthew, it is Matthew. Um, and for Matthew, when it comes to the Gospel of Matthew, he is, he is writing in many ways, particularly to a, a Jewish community that that he wants to help understand that Jesus is the one. He is the one that is fulfilling uh, the, 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 the prophets, the predictions of the prophets. He is the one that is fulfilling, you know, uh, what was to take place and what had been spoken about uh, for centuries. So what you'll find in Matthew, both in his, uh, in his writings just generally, but also in his passion and such, you know, what you will find in Matthew are lines like, uh, as foretold by the prophets, as was to, as in order to fulfill the scripture. He is trying to help a community to embrace the fact that Jesus is indeed 
the one who is to come. And, and, and they were wrestling with that for lots of different reasons. They were wrestling with that. So yes, Matthew is the, is the gospel that we have. Uh, so when we, when we consider go, starting with and Palm Sunday is that you might say, just jumping a little bit, Monday through Thursday, the beginning part of Thursday, mm -hmm. because in the evening of Thursday starts the sacred tree room, is that you have, um, what you have are, uh, you have the celebrations, the rituals, um, uh, you know, what, what it is is that it's, it's so important that we center on this holy time that they, they do not permit, for example, uh, baptisms or confirmations, is that that would be only in case of death. You know, would you have a baptism or a confirmation during this sacred time? Um, and and this, the scriptures that you have for Monday going to Tuesday and Wednesday, really, they speak about the whole issue of, of, of how Jesus is the one. And they focus on that, that this is, um, that he, he is the one to come. And, and how, what they do is they take, for example, the prophet Isaiah with, with issues like the suffering servant, uh, that the righteous one, that what they do is they bring that they bring that together, you might say, and focus on that through these couple of days following Palm Sunday, and to show you know that the passion has meaning because of of who Jesus is. Um, <clears throat> so it's an opportunity for us to really to kick all of that off, you might say, with Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday, as I mentioned, you know, if we just to go specifically to Palm Sunday, Palm Sunday really recalls, as I said, the, the entrance of Christ into Jerusalem. Um, it, it's, it's also about his passion. And, and this was all done in order to accomplish the Paschal mystery. You know, Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. All of that is, is wrapped up. It's kind of a simple way to wrap all of this up. Um, and so in this recalling, uh, when we look at the, the masses, when we look at the rituals, um, it's, it's, it's to help us to, to put ourselves, it's to help us put ourselves into a framework uh, which will allow us to, to focus, which will allow us not simply, you might say, to remember a historical event, but it allows us to embrace what that historical event started and what that historical event, you might say, continues to mean even to this very day. Um, looking at that whole aspect of, of, you know, welcoming Jesus and saying, you know, you rah-rah <laughs> type, of, type of thing. And then yet in a very short time after that, you know, finding ourselves or finding people saying, crucify him, crucify him. And that at times we can be very fickle as a people. And, you know, we're just jumping on the latest bandwagon. And, and it asks really, in a very real way, the gospel that is at the beginning of Palm Sunday uh, as part of the entrance procession really asks us, do you want to take this seriously or not? You know, where are you with this? Uh, what, what does this mean to you? And... And where are you in regard to proclaiming Jesus as Lord? Um, where are you in being able to publicly profess that? 
So there's there's a number of different things that, that really we can reflect on, you know, when it comes to the Gospels that we have. And even when you think about the, uh, the, the ritual itself, it's that uh, you have a different type of procession, you know, and it really what it does is that it, it, it takes the place of, of, of the normal opening rites of the, of the Mass. Uh, anyway, at least the solemn procession does. And, and so it, it even starts differently of, of how we want to start. Uh, you have the celebration of the Word. You, you, we wear red, um, which actually I always like because I always thought I look pretty good in red. <laughs> <laughs> so one of those little things. I enjoy the red vestments at the end of that oftentimes. It, it omits, the, as I mentioned, the usual opening rites, depending upon the entrance that is used. Um, even how we proclaim the gospel, you might say, the gospel is proclaimed without candles, without incense, without a greeting. I mean, it really focuses on the passion. Mm-hmm. That's what's important here. That uh, and and the uh, and you may not you may not know this, but eventually, or I should say, at one point, the um, Palm Sunday and Passion Sunday were two different celebrations, and eventually they were they were brought together. Um, <clears throat> so I did not the, know uh, that. Yeah, it's it's uh, and and so it's it's just again interesting how these over time and and just with a little bit of history. But the point being is that everything. Was and they were they they were brought together because really the focus is ultimately the same, mm-hmm. the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and so even with a, you know, when you think about just a little bit of history, with that, um, the the Passion Palm Sunday has really two basic parts. Um, as I mentioned, the Lord's entrance into Jerusalem, you know, that's where you have the procession. Uh, the first part, which is with the palms and all of that, um, was a much later development. Uh, it, that really came into play in the 11th and 12th century in Rome. Um, the procession with palms was, was around, you know, for a long time. Uh, that goes back all the way to the 4th century. And it, was, it really began from what we know in Jerusalem. And where people gathered, where they gathered at the Mount of Olives, and then they would they would have a procession in the early centuries of the church, the, the bishops, the, the leaders of community, all of that, they would gather. And particularly, it's interesting to note that particularly the children were involved, you know, that they would become part of this, this procession. But uh, the custom moved, you might say, from Jerusalem and, and the surrounding areas. Uh, it eventually uh, moved, spread to Spain, and then from Spain to eventually France, and then what we know as France, and then eventually it got to Rome. Uh, otherwise, it was a much later development in Rome. Um, the point, uh, and then the second part was, was, centered on, was centered on the passion, and eventually, like I said, that they were gradually, they came together. Uh, these two movements came together, and they were celebrated together. Um, and to where we have it today, mm-hmm. where you have the, uh, what they call Passion Palm Sunday celebrations. Were they both during Lent? Yeah, they were both during, they were Just both Just two Lent. different weekends. Yes. Uh, two different or weekends, two times. Two, or, two, yeah. And, and you know, uh, and, and, and why they became that way, but they were, they were again, they were centered in Lent uh, because, you know, just what they were commemorating. 
And I think over time, and I think over practicality too, you know, eventually they, you know, they kind of wed, you might mm-hmm. say. Uh, but yeah, they were they were both uh, pretty much Lenten. It's Lenten funny you talked about how children were involved because when I was, I still love Palm Sunday and Holy Week. It's like my favorite week of the year of the church. Um, but I always loved it as a kid because you got palms on Palm <laughs> Sunday. Sure, sure. Um, you could be part of the procession as you walked around the church and you got to be part of the reading where you vocalize, you know, we, you're part of the crowd. Sure, sure. It was just more active. And then also, you know, we, uh, listened to Jesus Christ Superstar growing up. So it was always like I was singing in my head the whole mass. <laughs> Her- heresy, according to some to, yeah. to listen to that. But what's interesting, you know, uh, Lindsay, is that when you speak of, of how you were involved, is that going back to, you know, to the around the council time of the council in the 60s and such, that participation was a much later development. When growing up as I was growing up, is that you had the passion simply read by one person, hmm. often the priest, um, you know, and uh, or the deacon. But it was read by only one person. And then even in some of the early developments, it became, you know, read by maybe you had one person and the priest. So, you know, there were no parts or there was no kind of dramatic presentation of that. Mm-hmm. Even your, even your, um, your processions, again, growing up where I did in in Kleiman at the little parish of St. John the Baptist, is that uh, the only people that were in the procession were the the people who were carrying the gospel book or uh, those who were carrying the candles. There were no, there was no big procession where, you know, children were gathered or anything like that. Certainly there was no Jesus Christ superstar involved in that (laughs) until later. I mean, it Uh, wasn't part of the mass. It was just... (laughs) In my head. <laughs> I, I know. Um, but it's, it's just interesting how those developments came to be over a period of time of how more and more people began to be involved in it in, in order to bring it, to, to bring it alive in a lot of ways for folks. And then eventually, you know, with the missalettes and such as that, you had all of the parts printed mm-hmm. where... You know, the people and, and the voice one or voice two or whatever it might be. Yeah. That uh, where there was an ability for more and more people to become involved in it. And I think what's, in, what's important with something like that is that uh, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of different ways that the, that the gospel, the passion can be proclaimed. And uh, so I always encourage parishes where I've been, don't get just stuck in one way. You know, um, because there are, are many ways. I have heard it proclaimed by one person, and it was one of the most powerful spiritual experiences I have ever had. I have also seen it proclaimed through more of a drama, mm-hmm. through a bit more drama. Uh, again, powerful experiences. The idea is that we are to enter into the experience. You know, it's not just a story of something that happened long ago. But we're to enter into the experience and allow that experience, you know, ultimately to touch our hearts. Uh, And this year with our, you know, 
safer at home, we'll have to experience it in a whole different way. We will. You know, and I was looking forward to, you know, uh, you had described a bit of how Mm -hmm. things had been done a bit here at Holy Angels. And I was looking forward to that because, again, it would become one more way that that this this powerful, powerful uh, piece of scripture uh, would be proclaimed. and, and, And I believe when proclaimed well, however it's proclaimed, but when it's done well, it, it, it touches the hearts of people. It, it really does touch the hearts of people. Mm-hmm. This isn't about just remembering an historical event. Um, this is about what it means for us. If we take this seriously, it's about what it means for us to proclaim publicly Christ as Messiah. I mean, think about that for a minute. When's the last time you publicly proclaimed Christ as Messiah. Don't expect you to answer. (laughs) But it would stop a lot of people short and saying, wow, I don't know. And and hopefully they would think about that and saying, but see, when we celebrate this well, we are renewing, we are embracing the fact that we are to proclaim Christ as Messiah. We are also to commit ourselves to take up whatever is necessary to live that out. And for some, that will mean suffering and death. You know, and then I think, but we have to think about that. You know, that there are people in the world that still, you know, suffer terribly for no other reason than they believe Jesus is Lord and Savior. There are people in the world that suffer terribly because they are trying to live those principles out the best they can. Um, There is prejudice, there is hatred, you know, against folks who embrace what it means to truly live, to be a person of peace, to be a person of compassion. Um, and, And when we are celebrating this, you know, Palm Sunday well, we're saying, not only do I believe that it happened historically, I believe it is happening today, this very day in our midst. And I am willing to embrace what that means in how I live today. Hmm. My words, my actions. And so it's, it's, it's being willing to, and if necessary, and, and there are those who would say it is necessary, that if you know, we have not suffered for Jesus, we are not yet committed to Jesus. And they, and they believe that very deeply. Um, so it's, it's looking at that and saying, wow, this is not just about, you know, who you are, you know. <laughs> Go Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is about how, how does this call to conversion make a difference in each of our lives? Um, no matter what instance title you go by or what label you go by. But this really kicks off, you might say, this time, this sacred, sacred time where, where we started in Palm Sunday, we're kind of focusing more and more in. It's, it's almost like, you know, uh, a, a telescope where you start to focus in a little bit, you know, the big picture, and then you get closer and closer and closer and closer. Um, I had an opportunity to do some bird watching, and um, it, 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 it may seem strange, but you get a sense, okay, what direction first and foremost? Mm-hmm. Then, you know, maybe what tree... 
And then you, and then and people are kind of walking you through this. It's, you know, this tree and now go up to the, you know, upper third of it, go to the, and, mm-hmm. but it's, it's bringing that focus in more and more until you get then to the sacred three days. But as you're doing that, you are also reflecting and, and evaluating or assessing, you might say, you know, where am I with all of this? You know, um, am I just one who likes to, you know, go, you, rah, rah, Jesus, is that where I stop? Or am I willing to say this leads ultimately to Calvary? Am I willing to go to Calvary? Am I willing to, you know, to do that, which, which uh, is all part of this? And, and it is, it's, it what, it's what helps us to get that narrow and narrow until we get to those sacred three days where we are saying not only did this happen historically, it's happening today, this very day. And so, you know, with Palm Sunday, it's, it's uh, wow, there's, there's a lot there. And that's why it's, in some ways, it's such a shame in a way when, when it can be somehow overshadowed by, you know, spring breaks and vacations and such. And I, please, I, you know, I don't have any problem with people going on spring breaks or vacations. <laughs> Except now. Don't do it now. Yeah, exactly. Stay home. <laughs> you know, but, wow, you know, do we end up forgetting do we end up forgetting as opposed to really, and that's what's, you know, in a little bit, when you talk about the now being with, that we're faced with the coronavirus and, and, and the social distancing and such, what happens to these sacred days when it is so important for the community to gather? How do we, how do we stay connected with folks in order to help them to recognize that Christ is still being broken? Christ is still being shared and consumed. Christ is still being, you know, uh, you know, beaten down. Um, and yet all of that, Christ is still being put up on the cross, whether through sickness, loss of jobs, uh, family struggles, um, loss of education, you know, of what that means for people who, who you know, who aren't able to be in schools or who don't have technology in order to, is that um, the passion, death, and resurrection is still very real and still very present in our world today. But we must also never forget that there is resurrection. That's also a piece of it. So Mm -hmm. I hope and pray that people really do have a a blessed and grace-filled Palm Sunday and Holy Week as it follows. All right. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. Our next episode will pick up on Holy Week. Week. So we will see you next time.